It's time to climb inside the squared circle. I have wined and dined with kings and queens, and I've slept in alleys and dined on pork and beans. The Squared Circle Digest, that is. Here is your host, Sean Stanley. It's Saturday. You know what that means. Sean Stanley here, high atop the Inner Miami CF Stadium. Looks like today we got some soccer going on here. We're going to be played over in the, looks like the training complex, but they do have the field here lined and ready to go. So the pitch looking beautiful as always. Steering the show today. The great Alex Aguirre. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Lovely Saturday morning. It is. It is. Always good to kick it off with some wrestling. It is. It is. And unfortunately, today we got to kick it off with a little bit of sad news as a wrestling legend, Bruce Butch Reed. Jesus. It seems like every week. Passed away at the age of, I believe he was 66. And uh, this, you know, this was, this is back when I, you know, when I was watching wrestling, championship wrestling from Florida, he would come in, do some things. Then he went to, I believe, WWE as the natural Butch Reed. He had the blonde hair. And then he showed up in WCW as Doom with Woman, rest in peace, and Ron Simmons. That was before Ron Simmons ended up going to WWE and being the APA. But man, he was a literally, and I don't, I don't, you know, I know he used the acronym the natural Butch Reed, but he really was a natural in the ring. He could talk. He could work. He had the look. And again, now he's he is uh the age of sixty six, and apparently he's had a few hard he had, was not having a great uh, year already this year he had suffered two heart attacks at least by his Instagram and then they shared the the news this morning or just uh, February 5th I'm sorry it was yesterday morning but uh, the natural Butch Reed is went to the square circle in the sky now another great superstar and legend up there now and I know there's a meme that's kind of got all the legends that have passed away, and, and like it's almost like a WrestleMania card of its own. And now they've added one more in uh, the great, the natural Butch Reed or Bruce Butch Reed. I don't want to get the talk started this morning. We're going to talk with, about the Royal Rumble. No way to really transition too, uh, too well from... The passing of Butch Reed, but we'll try here. The Royal Rumble was this Sunday, and and to be honest, I think if you're a pro wrestling fan, this week has been good. And we'll get into the AEW stuff in a probably segment three. We'll open up the phone lines in segment three. We'll have the great Jakari Givens. He'll be joining me from Five Reasons Sports here in the second segment. We're going to talk everything pro wrestling with him. You can follow him on Twitter at KingJock24. But I want to get into the Royal Rumble. This past Sunday. Opened up with a... I, I, for some reason, I thought Big E was supposed to defend the title against Sami Zayn. Not sure why they got moved. And, of course, there was a triple threat match. 
last night. But hey, you never know with WWE what's going to go on and what's not. But Charlotte and Oscar against Baszler and uh, Nia Jax opened up the pre-show. And and I know some, you know, again, I, I everybody has this thing with Nia Jax that that she hurts everybody and and everything there and and right or wrong, I don't know. Have you been hurt with her in the ring? Yes, it's always been her fault. Don't know necessarily that's the case. But I think this match did what it needed to do, which was remove the titles from Oscar and Charlotte. No matter who they put out there, they need to get the titles off Oscar and Charlotte. I don't think Oscar has done a women's title match in, in over a month. And I don't know if she's maybe some injuries or, or things like that. Maybe that's why they did this, but there was no reason to put the belts on them to begin with. And now they go back to Nia and Jax and uh, Shayna Baszler, and then you saw the continuation of Look, I know a lot of people don't like this feud, but Lacey Evans, Charlotte, and Ric Flair right now, hey, listen, take it for what it is. It's entertaining. Be entertained. I think sometimes we sit here and we analyze way too much. I could sit there and microanalyze everything. Why? Enjoy some of the product that's out there. It's not all bad. Not as bad as we make it seem. But the belts do go off of Charlotte and Asuka. Now Baszler and Jax have them, which I think can set up some good things. The Riot Squad could throw some more people back in there. But I want to keep going. Uh, Sasha Banks and Carmella, I thought a superb match. Carmella drawing as a performer. I think she was growing as a performer before when they had the belt on her, but but I think she was handcuffed a little bit. And then they stopped using her. So no, now now you're starting to see more of of Carmella, I think, and what she can be. Sasha Banks, of course, always brings the A game. And looking at the way things are going, I guess they're going to probably continue this in some shape or form. But again. You still have two pay-per-views you're building up for before the WrestleMania pay-per-view. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a crazy winding road to WrestleMania, I believe, for, for WWE. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Goldberg, I'll spend as much time as I need on this. Did exactly what it needed to be. Quick and painless. The only way I think it could have been better was Goldberg goes to hit the spear first, and he catches the Claymore, and it's over that quickly. They did what they needed to do, which was build Drew McIntyre. I was worried that they were going to go the Goldberg route. I'm so happy they didn't, and I'm happy that they did build Drew McIntyre, taking out another monster legend. Roman Kevin Owens, what can you say about that match? Last man standing. I was hurting from watching some of the things they were doing. The forklift spot. I really thought they were going to do that. Uh, I think it was Rey Mysterio at one time when he had the forklift and they put the forklift down. 
and they held him down. I thought that's the what they were going to do with the ending of that, but the ending ended up being Roman Reigns handcuffed. And this is the spot in the match where I think it kind of uh, didn't work out the way it was supposed to go. But when you sit there and you saw they're handcuffed, Paul Heyman is sitting there trying. What's he trying to do? He's trying to get the handcuffs off of Roman Reigns. The referee's counting. Again, he's got to the count of 10. Gets to five, and all of a sudden the count disappears. And again, not there in the heat of the moment. Kevin Owens selling the injuries and things like that. I think you got to have a plan B for that. Got to have a plan B. You can't just stop counting in a match where the count means so much. I love the spot with the referee at nine, and then he ran him into the uh, the wall there. That was great. And again, this pay per view it delivered to me. This pay per view delivered. The women's battle royal, Bianca Belair, I think everybody kind of figured she was going to get the win. She goes out there, well-deserved, gets it. Surprise returns were Mickey James, Alicia Fox, Victoria, finally. Tori Wilson, Jillian Hall, Naomi and Lana both returned back to action. Lana eliminated Nia Jax to keep that going. I'd like to see where that ends up a little bit. Maybe not, Lana gets a partner now. Goes after those tag team belts. We'll see. But to me, Billy Kay steals. Steals it again with the Billy and Jilly. With Jillian Hall. I thought, I, look, man, it, it, it's about entertainment. It's about entertainment. Start watching wrestling to be entertained. When you watch your favorite show, whatever it is, do you sit there and nitpick every little thing? Oh, look what that guy's wearing. Look what that girl's wearing. Look what the car they're driving. So why do we do it with wrestling? Why do we do it with pro wrestling? It's entertainment. Some of the NXT, uh, Shotzi Blackheart, Santana Garrett, which I was happy to see, Rhea Ripley, Dakota Kai, Ember Moon. And then reports came out that Tony Storm was there because Reckoning had tested positive, uh, had a positive result for COVID. So Tony Storm was the uh, fill-in there, but a much-deserved also for Tony Storm. Thought all those women deserved to be in the Royal Rumble. Good to see Ember Moon back in a pay-per-view. I thought the final three with Charlotte, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, they got it right. Those were the three that should have been there, and I like the fact both of them defeated the Queen by knocking her off the apron, down to the floor, and then those two stood. Rhea Ripley, who lost her NXT title to Charlotte Flair last year, and Bianca Belair, who, hey, she was on a roll. She was going to get done. The men's Royal Rumble, Edge, he wins it. Thought Daniel Bryan was going to get the nod, but then as watching the buildup, though, I think Daniel Bryan is happy, and if watching last night was any, he tapped out the Cesaro. He's happy just being in the position he's in, building up the younger talent. Edge returns, wins the Rumble. Your 
surprises were Carlito, Kane, Christian, and Edge. What a great moment that was. Seth Rollins also returned from injury. And Hurricane Helms comes in at number 23 and replicated the same spot he did in 2002 with Stone Cold and Triple H with Bobby Lashley and Big E. 2002, he lasted 39 seconds in a match. This year, 30 seconds. Welcome back, Hurricane. The NXT was Damian Priest, who we saw make a big statement on Raw and also got the old uh, edge rub there on Raw. And then Braun Strowman came in at 30. I thought WWE was going to do it at that point. When I saw Braun come out, I was like, oh, here they go. Braun's going to WrestleMania. So happy that did not happen. We come back, we're going to have Jakari Givens join us on the other side. But I want to thank you for listening to the podcast, the Squared Circle Podcast, and make sure to rate five stars, leave a comment, review, and be sure to check out our other great podcasts like Chirping the Cats Radio, Red Card Radio, and the J-Rod Experience. Find the podcast for the Squared Circle Digest on all podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Digest. To text the show, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. And that text line is open. 844-416-8123, as you heard there. Give us a call. We will open up the phone lines in the third segment. 888-441-4623. But right now, we're going to go out to the Onside Radio guest line, and we're going to bring on the great Jakari Givens. You can catch him on Twitter, at KingJock24, a writer and contributor for five reasons. Jakari, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. What about yourself, brother? Ah, Doing well, man, doing well. It's been a good week of wrestling, and uh, I know, thank you for getting up and uh, spending your morning here with us for a few moments. What were your takeaways from the Royal Rumble? um, It was a good show. Uh, I love the Reigns and Kevin Owens fight uh, rest of the match. That was probably one of the, you know, one of the bright spots in there. Obviously, Bianca Belair winning the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. and Edge. I, I was not shocked by the Ed, Edge winning, um, just because I think it's a swerve. Because uh, I didn't want to see Randy Orton and Edge at WrestleMania, cause just because we've <laughs> seen that already. Um, so I'm excited, and I think the direction they may go in is looking like Reigns and Edge, so I'll be very excited with that match. And Roman Reigns is just at his best right now, and it's, it's amazing to see. Also, I, I, I think uh, one takeaway that we didn't, people probably didn't catch is we're about to see a flare turn. Yeah. Uh, we're about to, about to get a flare turn. So I, I, I appreciate her more as a heel wrestler anyway. I, I don't like her as a face, and I don't like her. Like, I love her when she's on her, you know, sadistic stuff, nasty, more aggressive side heel uh, for Charlotte Flair. So yeah, it I seems was, more her, right? It seems more yeah. her, like, really, and, in a way, when you look at her. Yeah. And Sa- Sasha Banks as well. Like, I, I do not like when they have her trying to be a face. Yeah. Sasha is a heel. Yeah, it feels uh, forced. You know, yes. Cook like she's a cocky heel and it fits her persona. Um, so I was pretty overall happy about the show, man. I was, you know, I wanted Rollins to win, but with Edge and Bianca Belair, 
now we just got to hope they're going the right direction. But it's looking like Belair and Sasha uh, going to WrestleMania, and that's what we all want to see, right? Uh, yeah. I think they can find a better matchup for Oscar and storyline, and it's probably going to be Alexa Bliss and Oscar going to WrestleMania, which would be better for the viewers, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I think what you're going to end up getting is Charlotte Flair Oscar again at WrestleMania. I think you're going to get that. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not upset about that. I think uh, you can have it where you can tell the story about, you know, how Oscar was the, her first loss. Mm-hmm. Um, can she finally beat Charlotte? Can she ever beat Charlotte? So, yeah, I, I would be, I wouldn't be upset with that. We know Charlotte's going to be in some form or fashion in the main event of WrestleMania in one of the title pictures because they love her. Yeah, um, barring barring I, some unforeseen something happening. Yeah, I can see. And, 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 and let it, me ask you this, Jakari, because, look, you've been following wrestling for a while as, as a, All my my life, all my life. I watch wrestling all my life, and I thought when I got older, like, my my grandma used to make fun of me and Mm -hmm. my mom, like, oh, you get older, you ain't gonna like it no more, but (laughs) to this day, I watch it. Yep. Uh, Religiously, I record the shows. Yep. Um, DVR is the best man, best friend, best friend there. And I also got WWE Network, obviously, so I can go ahead and watch it, and then, you know, just uh, various, various ways. Let me let me ask you this because I know normally you know the road to WrestleMania is the Royal Rumble, then you'll usually have the Elimination Chamber, and then you have WrestleMania. This year now WWE has two pay per views in between, with Backlash being added as well because the Royal Rumble. I mean WrestleMania got pushed back April tenth and eleventh now, so they pushed the one pay per view up. I think it's very interesting because this gives WWE a lot of play because usually you saw it the one year Bray Wyatt. He didn't get the title at Royal Rumble, and then he ended up winning in Elimination Chamber, and they kind of changed the match at, at leading to WrestleMania. What are, what are some of the things that you possibly can see them doing here? Because, again, here's the problem I think a lot of people have is a lot of people do not trust WWE. Down here it's almost like uh, – I guess the Dolphins, the the front office of the Dolphins. Yeah, that's kind of the way they look at the WWE. Is like, okay, now they have two chances to mess this up instead of two chances to make it better. So obviously, every thirty days, a champion does defend his his belt. So we know that. Um, I don't see them for say. I I think for for sure. I think they have done a better job, and let's give them credit. They have done a better job over the last couple of you know months been better um particularly friday night smackdown has been a yeah. very much of a joy to watch and you got to get them credit so i do and i think the influence of fox kind of solidifies that we're going to get roman reigns edge bianca and sasha because it's is the best for business yeah now while i am lost at I am lost at the whole i don't know where they're going to go with mcintyre because i don't think sheamus is a you know he's a great candidate, but not to the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. So I want to see what they do with Sheamus, and I also want to see what they do with uh, Oscar. And that's 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 how I feel about that. But yeah, I no, I can see, I can see. You know, I I think Sheamus again. This is this is the way I think I view WrestleMania. Or sorry, Royal Rumble pay per view. When everybody was upset about Adam Pearce wrestling Roman Reigns. At the Royal Rumble, the title hardly ever changes hands. It's almost like a throwaway match for the champion, unless maybe the Money in the Bank or something like that 
comes into play. So to me, why not throw Adam Pierce in that match? Because to me right now, with that last man standing match with KO and Roman, here's the one thing I don't like about that. Last man standing should be kind of ending a feud. Yeah, the end, but it, 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 like last night, I don't know if it was the ending. I know Reigns needs somebody, and he's kind of having a lengthy, you know, rivalry with Owens. And with, it, it can't get mixed up now. Let's see what they do with Seth Rollins when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know what we have with Rollins. Um, so we'll see, but I, I think that this should be their last match. But you know we're not going to get edged. Uh, in any of these two matches coming up. He's not going to wrestle at any of these pay-per-views. So it's kind of like they have to do something with Reigns. Yeah. Um, and I'm also a proponent of how, how they use Brock Lesnar. Like, why have Reigns wasting time wrestling? You know, he already is on the head of the table. So why not have him, you know, per se, throw his weight around and say, hey, I'm not wrestling nobody but Edge, you know, at WrestleMania. And he, him boycotting for two months or something like that. I think that would be great for TV. Just a new, a new swing or something. Um, and I like, and I, like Owens and Reigns put on good wrestling matches. So yeah, I, no, one hundred percent. You can't get, you can't get upset about it. But I do agree with you there. Like Royal Rumble never has a title change. And then also an uh, interesting tidbit is where are they going to go with Miz with the Money in the Bank? Because <laughs> uh, I do feel like he's gonna cash in on Raw, obviously on McIntyre. But what? How, how do we have it where McIntyre loses, like at WrestleMania? When is he gonna cash in the mm-hmm. money in the bank? So, I, and I, I think they blew that. So I think that's why they're kind of trying to fix it. They blew that when they had Otis win it, and it's just yeah. it, was, it was just bad. I, I think they're trying to give it to the to the person who is hot at that moment and not thinking about long term replications of Otis isn't ready for this. <laughs> He's not ready at to be all. a champion at all. The only thing I think they could have done was said, okay, Otis wins it. I'm cashing it in on a tag team title. That's the route I thought maybe they would go with, but then then they broke up the team anyways. So there. But here's, here's the one thing I think might happen. And, and again, I don't know how they're going to do this inter-promotion thing where people can show up wherever. But why not have Miz cash it in on like Finn Balor or something? And, well, and then, that's a, it, no, sorry, that's and then and then and then have Edge. As far as Edge, Edge could go for Finn Balor as well. That that's the one thing that I think throws it out. Because what I would like to see, and I know everybody probably hates this, but I would love to see Brock Lesnar come back at WrestleMania and take on Roman Reigns with the battle for Heyman. Oh no 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 no! I I, I was I I was this because my cousin's a big wrestling fan too. I was talking about that with him, Brock Lesnar. Versus Roman Reigns, yeah. and it's, it it'll be so edgy. And now that Reigns has established himself as a mm-hmm. top heel, and Brock Lesnar coming back, and they can actually have a real wrestling match now, yeah. not the matches where they just have Reigns, uh, Lesnar just beat the hell out of somebody, and then it, the other opponent. They can actually have legit wrestling matches where these guys are out there and they just battling, yeah. and and it, and it kind of throws Paul Heyman in there like. Who is he going to choose? Mm-hmm. What side he with? You can have him make his turn. Also, you can align some people with uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, you got the Forgotten Sons who just, Steve Coulter just got released. Yeah. But you got the Forgotten Sons who you can just put him with a little alliance. Um, yeah, maybe I mean, one of the lower tag teams who mm-hmm. needs something to do. 
and that's going to just be a big alliance. And, you know, the, the head of the table versus Brock Lesnar's uh, uh, advocate advocate group or something like that. So I, I would love to see that. And, and I personally, you have so many options uh, just because Edge can Edge has a storyline with <laughs> pretty much anybody. Champions. I mean, honestly, yeah, because yeah, he has a storyline with all three champions. Uh, we pretty much know that we're gonna get Bianca and Sasha. Yeah, which is um, I think is so, the way it should go. One hundred percent. That yeah. that should be a given. That that's the match everybody wants to see. And yeah, and, and on top of that, it's it's so good to see you know. Me being a black man, mm-hmm. and you know I'm an African American. It's just yep. too good. It is. It's gonna be good to see two African American women actually, you know, wrestling for a prominent prize. Yep. And, and on top of that, the WWE was looking for a black superstar, and they mm-hmm. they thought they were gonna get it with you know Bobby Lashley when he came, but I think they found it in Sasha and and uh and Belair. Uh, as their two next golden role model black superstars because they have everything you want and they're both marketable. Um, and also another thing that uh, that's 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 good as well is they're kind of like WWE. Like Sasha carried WWE through the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, Sasha and, ba- Sasha and Bailey were had the best stuff on TV for a while. So I, I just think. They, they, I think that WWE's WrestleMania product is probably going to be the best WrestleMania we've seen in the last five years just because we have had no fans in, what, over a year? Yeah. And now you're going to finally get some fans. I think it's going to probably be the best show they put on in over a year. He is Jakari Givens from Five Reasons Sports. Check him out on Twitter, at KingJock24. Jakari, thank you so much for getting up early and talking with us here on Squared Circle Digest. Anytime, man. Thank you. No, thank you, man. We'll have you on again. Yeah. Let me get to the flip through here, the big book. Sundays, Onside Radio continues to provide you kind of sports talk South Florida fans desire. Every Sunday at 7 a.m., tune in to Sunday Sports Drop with Jazz Santana. Catch Jazz every week as he takes your calls and discusses the biggest stories in sports, that's a Sunday Sports Drop, 7 to 9, exclusively at OnSideRadio.com. Listen to OnSideRadio.com anywhere by downloading the MyTuner Radio app in your app store. Or go to MyTunerRadio.com on your web browser. OnSideRadio.com. South Florida sports leader. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Digest. To text the show, 844-416-8123. It's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Segment three, about to kick off. Square Trickle Digest. High atop the Inter-Miami CF Stadium. The pitch is lined. Looks like we got some soccer or football, whatever you want to call it, on the backside here at the training complex here today. Some high school and USL soccer going on. And uh, you can call in at 888-441-4623 or text us at 844-416-8123. Both are open. I want to get into uh, AEW this segment. We talked WWE, and then, of course, I want to thank Jakari Givens once again for joining us. Check him out and all his work at King Jock 24 
part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. AEW, they've done it again. They they really have. It's it's refreshing. I think this week of wrestling has been good. It's been great, honestly. I mean, you know, you want to say good, great. But AEW, think about this. They kind of aligned with the NWA and brought in Thunder Rosa. Then Impact with Don Callis, Kenny Omega, the Good Brothers. And now you got a private party going over there as well, going back and forth. Refreshing, right? There's always been that, uh, what everybody's been calling the forbidden door. New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW kind of kicked that forbidden door down this week. Kenta showed up and attacked Moxley Wednesday night at the AEW Dynamite. And now this week, he's going to team with Omega, and they're going to take on Moxley and Archer, which I think Archer needs to get a uh, rocket strapped to his back, and let's just get him up there. This is a good, I think this is a good, good push start, start to a push for Archer here. One of the things happened where there was a video that came out with Moxley confronting, I believe it was, or he did an interview with Kenta, and then it came out that he recorded that like in December sometime at the dojo in L.A. He wasn't actually in Japan. Then this Wednesday, right at the end, Moxley, they lose the six-man tag. Lays out Omega, standing over Omega. All of a sudden, somebody slides in the ring. I'll go to sleep later. Kenta in AEW. Tony Khan, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, whoever it is, they, they get it. They make alliances that work. For the product that the fans want to see. Now with New Japan and pro wrestling right now, what is, what's all the buzz on the internet? What have they done? They've created buzz. What have I always said? Make people invest in your product. That is exactly what AEW has done. Now everybody's looking at, I mean, you have... Chaos Project now mentioned in some of these texts. This is how you keep your product fresh. This is how you build a product. These surprises. I wonder how they keep things under wraps so much at AEW. Maybe it's because everybody has respect for each other in the locker room. There's no leaks there. When you look at what AEW has done with their product, they've kept it fresh. Tony Khan said, hey, I've got things coming. I'm not giving them all to you at once. But you're going to see. We have a plan. And if, if I'm Vince, look, Raw and SmackDown are on another level than what AEW Dynamite is, okay? 
Vince McMahon is the one that did away with the territories. He went around, he bought everybody out. If he didn't buy them out, then he just kind of took over their territory anyways. All except WCW at the time was NWA. That's been Vince's mentality, just to kind of run over everybody. Remember, he bought his competition when he purchased WCW. How smart of it would, have, would it have been to kind of try to make an alliance on, on his own with New, New Japan Pro Wrestling? Problem is, Vince has to control everything. I'm not saying that Tony Khan and, and AEW doesn't do the same where they kind of control the the narrative of what's going on because AEW is their, their product. I think there were some things that had to be worked out with New Japan before but now they are or at least for kenta but now you've opened up i don't want to say pandora's box but there's endless endless things you can do right now you had thunder rosa come from nwa you got the whole thing with impact going on now you have new japan pro wrestling involved now my question is this does the AEW New Japan, does that also go to Impact as well? Are they all making one little umbrella? Or is this just AEW based alone? There's a lot of great matchups I see. A lot of can't miss matches I believe that I see. Tony Khan, the, the ego there, look, he's very confident in himself, rightfully so. But he also has enough mindset to know that, hey, I need to have alliances. I need to keep something fresh. You see the AEW dark. All the talent, the independent talent that's down there. They see somebody they like, and they end up bringing them up to Dynamite, to their roster. But they're also, you know, giving a place for those workers to work right now. Independents are slowly starting to come back. But this is what AEW did. Gave those independent workers a place to work. They have 15, 14 matches every dark. Probably way more than they need to have. Maybe they need to divide it up over a couple nights. But they're doing things that are out of the box. Vince McMahon ain't opening up and giving airtime to independent wrestlers. Or YouTube time. Whatever you want to look at it as. But Tony Khan, AEW, Cody, Omega, the Young Bucks, whoever is, is thinking of all this. They're not looking at it from the old mindset. It's not like, oh, it's WWE, it's WWE, WWE. No. How do we get AEW out to more eyes? Nah, let's go to, to Impact. Okay, boom. That probably helped Impact more than AEW. 
But you know what it might have done also? And I'm sure they were in talks way before that. If I'm New Japan and I see that, oh, wait a minute. Kenny Omega went to Impact and and tripled their ratings. What are they going to do for us? The brain trust at AEW is on a new mentality of thinking in pro wrestling. And it's very refreshing. It's not just, hey, all AEW. Yes, that is their product. But they don't mind giving a little bit over here to Impact. Tony Khan, Tony Schiavone, every every uh, Tuesday on Impact has the paid advertisement. Their product to more eyes. They don't have NBC, you watch Fox. If you look at what WWE has, they have NBC Universal, which can be NBC Six, you know, down here in South Florida, your USA's, your all all those channels there. Then you have Fox also. Two entities that can be on every TV. AEW has Turner Network. They are making the best and the most out of what they can with wrestling fans. Wrestling fans aren't necessarily always tuning into Fox. But they are all over Twitter. They are all over the internet. And everything all over the internet and Twitter is Kenta, Moxley, and what happened at AEW. Sometimes you got to think new. Old way isn't always bad. But, but why doesn't why hasn't Vince used this time to t- kind of look NXT? Yeah, you hire them, but they're still WWE product. You have a chance to even AEW is almost using it as a you get to. It's like a car. They're getting to test drive all these cars before they even want to make a purchase. WWE is purchasing them and then figuring out what they got. I like the new mentality that AEW is using. I love the partnerships with the other wrestling organizations. I do find it interesting to see how this plays out, though. But looking at the way everything's going, AEW's on the right path. I want to thank everybody for taking the time out, listening to the Square Circle Digest podcast. Make sure to rate five stars, leave a comment, review, and be sure to check out our other great podcasts like 4th and 20 with Toast and Marsh, the 5 Reasons Sports Show, and the Onside Zone. With the Big O. Join the Inter-Miami family in 2021 by becoming a 2021 season ticket member. Enjoy enhanced access benefits and pricing not available to general fans. Visit intermiamicf.com slash tickets for more information. 
Welcome back to the Squared Circle Digest. To call the show, 888-441-4623. That's 888-441-4623. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. One again, thank Jakari Givens. He joined me earlier on talking Royal Rumble. Make sure you catch that interview. It's already out. Thanks to Alex on Twitter. At Onside Radio, you can follow me at Sean underscore Stanley 11. Jakari can be followed at KingJock24. And the gentleman joining me right now can be followed at David Dwork. David, Chirping to Cats Radio coming up right after me. Morning, sir. Drieger's the new goalie, right? <laughs> I mean, if you look at how they're playing, yeah, Drieger's by far been playing like the number one goalie. <laughs> Is he going to become the starter and play the majority of the minutes? Uh, I feel like I'm the only person who thinks that Q is going to be sticking with a timeshare for now. He's got... It's not. It's too early to give up on Bob. Yes, yeah, Streeter is absolutely playing better. Yeah. He should, you know, in normal circumstances, he'd probably be the starter. Well, um, let, me, let me ask you this, though. Is he catching the teams at the right time? Is that why he's looking so much better, or is it... No. No, no. Streeter's just playing better. Like, okay. he, it's... When you're a goalie, it doesn't. It's not so much about who you're playing against. Like your job remains the same. Mm-hmm. The chances might be a little different, but I haven't seen Bob getting harder chances or you know more dangerous opportunities than Drieger has. It's been pretty comparable. The team is playing very well in front of them both for the most part. Drieger's just playing much more consistently. He's playing solid. He's not giving up any cheap goals. He's covering his angles well. He's not giving up rebounds. I think is the biggest difference uh, from what I'm seeing. That and the footwork, but um. I feel like Hugh is, at least for, for now, mm-hmm. going to keep rolling them both out there because you know the ceiling is still so high on Bob. Like, he's still, he's still Sergei Bobrovsky. He's still a two-time Vezina winner. He's still a guy who's been one of the best goalies in the league for a decade. you got to at least give him a chance to break out of his funk. He's traditionally a guy that started slow to the season anyway. Okay. And, I mean, look, at the end of the day, Florida's still 6-0-2. They're still— well, That's what I thought was know? funny is, like, we haven't really lost any points. I mean, we lost two points, I think, total, right, for this year? Yeah, they, they've got two overtime losses, mm-hmm. so that's the, their maximum point value right now could be 16, and it's 14, which is pretty damn good. But yet here we are sitting here talking about <laughs> No, I mean, that's, that's amazing. That's the second-best start they've ever had. No, no, it is, you know? but it, it also goes back to kind of South Florida fans, right? It's like, okay, <laughs> this is going good, but uh, let me find the bad in it. Let well, me find what the one bad thing is. Six games, ten days, I think. Was yeah. What you t- oh, man. How d- That's just the homestand. It doesn't stop but there. It still goes it, every other day after that. How, how do they – look, I, hockey, how do you take that beating and, and get when, – when, I guess, is, is you're going to start seeing maybe a toll start taking place on some of this? Uh, I don't think so, to be honest. I mean, no. hockey players, as they come up as young people, like they're playing three, four games a week in, in the uh, minor leagues. A lot of them have mm-hmm. three and threes. So it's not like anything that's foreign to a lot of these guys. And even when they're not playing games, they're usually practicing. They only take like maybe one day off a week, I think is like the mandate right now with mm-hmm. the current CBA. Um, and every t- it's going to be even for every team. Like everybody's having their issues. The schedule is going to be kind of bleeped for everybody. But yeah, I-, I think they'll be okay in terms of holding up physically. Hockey, you're going to have injuries that are going to pop up no matter what, which yeah. is why for the Panthers, them being so deep, it- it's great for their What do you, what do you got season. coming up on the show? We're going to talk about the homestand that they're in the middle of right now after getting three out of four points from Nashville. Uh, we're going to talk about what you and I just talked about, the, the difference between the two goalies. And uh, Jordan McPherson from the Miami Herald is going to stop by as well awesome. at 1020. 
He is David Dort, Chirping the Cats Radio, and it's coming your way next right here on SideRadio.com. You're listening to OnSideRadio.com. Catch up anytime by downloading the MyTuner Radio app, OnSideRadio.com, South Florida's true hometown station.